I sometimes find it remarkable and often frustrating just how little I actually get trained on the things that I do. Now, I don't mean in procedural terms for you know higher level tasks. I mean the low level tasks. I mean the 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 interpretation of how I use Windows, for example. I have Windows 11 now on on the new machine. I had Windows 10 on a previous machine. I've used every version of Windows all the way back to 3.0. I've had um and I think that is true. I think every single version, with the possible exception of Windows ME, but who cares about that one? I've used numerous versions of Mac OS, um, a little bit in the you know pre-modern uh, versions, but most of the modern versions are run pretty much the same. I've used many flavors of Linux and Unix. I've I have a lot of experience, but what I realize these days is I don't. I don't actually go through any training when I move to a new operating system. I haven't really done anything with Windows 11 directly. This is the first machine of my own which has had Windows 11. I've had to build some for the radio station um, or at least get new ones with Windows 11 already pre-installed and, and start to work out how it how it operates. But I haven't read anything about it. I haven't looked any manuals up. I haven't uh, I haven't really done anything. And it's remarkable in that I don't have to. Um, some of it is the gain knowledge I already have and the idioms I'm used to processing. Sometimes it's because I've done software development um, and I've used a wide variety of systems and I know the idioms that, even the secret and hidden idioms. But I'm starting to learn things about Windows 11 that I like and dislike. Uh, something I discovered a little while ago is this window management is actually a lot better than I had realized. It's window placement and window um, gathering is a lot more effective. Um, it sometimes gets in the way, but it's a lot more effective. But something I learned tonight, and this is why I'm kind of thinking about this, I was setting up to do a recording of Caffeine. This is a, a music program that ostensibly is weekly, but I have been very lax in creating new episodes. I have over a decade, uh, almost a decade worth, because I haven't really done them for the last couple of years, but I have about a decade's worth of programs recorded that I did faithful, faithfully every week. So I have plenty of material. It's a music show that takes you from sleep to wake. That's kind of the premise. Uh, beautiful wordless music. Um, uh, everything from soundtrack to uh, leaves and bloops to, anyway, post-rock. It was really because I discovered post-rock that that show began. But then I've always loved soundtracks, and I find all kinds of other instrumental music. And I weave it into this, this hour-long show in which I play fairly long tracks. One of the tracks today actually was 20 minutes long, or 21 minutes long, and the others were no, no less than six minutes. Uh, and I interject a little bit between tracks, this sort of pseudo story that's going on. I give a little reverb. I get a little more sinister with my voice. It is my idea that you, that I, I'm the demon that wakes you in the morning because, you know, mornings are awful. Um, Anyway, that's the premise of the show. I've done it for years. I know how to do that show in and out, and I know how to do it quickly. It takes me a long time to choose the music. Then I order the music going from the quietest to the loudest, usually. 
Uh, and then I kind of imagine as I'm picking the songs and the sound, what kind of story might be, might be told. So I can put this together fairly quickly once I've got the songs. Getting the songs in the right order has been a problem for years because my iTunes, where all of my music is stored, is slower than dirt. And I still have it on the old machine. I'm not sure if I'm going to put it on the new machine. Part of the reason it's slow is it's actually all the storage of the data is on a network drive. So that's a problem, but it's all backed up and safe until iTunes itself screws up the database. But that's a whole other thing. So it took me quite a while to get the songs together. But I had already had quite a list together. I just needed to kind of narrow it down. I had four hours worth of music. I actually added four more tracks to that and then cut it down to under an hour. Uh, and then it came time on the new machine to do this. Now, I have recorded this. I use a program called Ad, uh, Acid uh, Pro, Sony Acid Pro originally. Now it's run, owned by Magix. And I realized I didn't have it installed on this machine. Actually, I have two versions of this. I have Acid Pro and Acid Music Studio. It took me a while to figure out which version I actually was supposed to have installed. It turns out Acid Pro, not Acid Music Studio. At the station, we use Acid Music Studio. So anyway, um, what I discovered was a hidden feature, not exactly hidden, but a, a feature that's kind of hidden in Windows. And that is OneDrive. OneDrive is an, uh, it operates as a network storage um, copy of a local drive, essentially. You can access it over the network or you can access a, a local copy. As soon as you make changes to a local copy, it's synced to the cloud. This is exactly the same thing that Dropbox has done for years, and Dropbox does it very, very well. OneDrive is completely invisible, which on a certain level I'm very impressed with. I didn't even realize it was doing this, but it was storing things to OneDrive. OneDrive is a limited amount of storage, 5 gigabytes. My... Um, my uh, Dropbox, I pay for the storage. I think it's 100, 100 uh, gigabytes a year, which is more than enough for me. Five gigabytes is kind of low, and I did not realize this, that what they had done, what they had done in this version of Windows, and actually it goes back, I see in Windows 10, it's the same thing. They've integrated OneDrive extraordinarily tightly to the operating system such that your normal default folders for things like downloads, documents, and music as well as photos, are all automatically associated with OneDrive. So imagine you are creating all of these things, you think they're local, and they go up there. Older systems, uh, the way they map it is that it actually maps the folder of the regular documents to that OneDrive folder. Didn't know that was happening. And it can sound like a benefit. It means, hey, I'm automatically cloud backing up these things. Until you go and install something like Acid. Acid Pro um, wants to put everything in your documents folder. It thinks that's the perfect place to put it. But it's not because there's a lot of ex uh, uh, additional files there that I don't need backed up at all. There are loop files and there are sound files and there are project files and temporary recording files. And all these files are being jammed into my OneDrive. And I got this notice. Your OneDrive is full. How can it be full? I'm not using it. Yes, apparently I am. And this is the kind of hidden stuff that, that is a head-scratcher for a while. It is the kind of thing which I've said it for every version of Windows since version 3, really. It wants to do too much for you, and as soon as I can figure out how to break all of its bad habits, it works fine for me. But it's the every single version I have to break all of its habits that are built in because they are not working for me. They are not designed for me. I was never 
informed about them. Because think about it. You get a new machine, you get Windows. How much do you actually read about how to use it? Now, I make it a habit every once in a while to look some things up, or I will try things go, hey, oh, baby. hey does this work? Um, occasionally, I will go and Google things and try to find them. But I've never read a comprehensive manual on Windows, not even from the very beginning. I just started using it. Actually, my first experience with Windows wasn't Windows at all. It was GOS 64 on the Commodore 64. Imagine that. I had a mouse, and windowing system, and multi-app multi, uh, uh, system running on a 64K of RAM. It was a doozy of a system. But... Um, and this kind of, kind of impresses me because, hey, we have this now as easy as use as a pencil, but hey, you're doing things I don't know about and I wouldn't discover until something goes wrong. And then once it goes wrong, it goes very wrong and suddenly starts to, there's the other thing too, is every link that I was following for a while inside the operating system, all the setup links, anything that was referring to OneDrive said, hey, I'll take you to a purchase page where you can buy more storage. I didn't want that. I wanted more information about what was locally happening, but instead it took me to the purchase page. Built-in store, built-in uh, want to get your money, and I suspect they've gotten a bunch of money from people like, oh, I didn't know I had to have more space. I'll buy more space. And their price is kind of absorbent, uh, exorbitant compared to what I was paying for Dropbox. I think I haven't checked my bill for a little while. Anyway, it's just that kind of that kind of thing irks me. Um, and I used to I used to really be happy with with the Mac because they weren't doing that. Um, up to a certain point, they weren't doing it at all. And eventually, when the Apple Store kind of kicked into gear and the way it's working. Um, it kind of felt like, oh, suddenly it is all integrated in there and I can't do anything outside of it. You can still, but it still felt frustrating. Um, and so, and it, and you know, who, should there be training? If I walk up to a 23rd century computer, something on the enterprise, is it going to be, is this why it seems so easy when they do it on the television program on Star Trek, the next generation, when, you know, it doesn't matter if they're running up to an alien computer, it pretty much runs the same way as all the others, or they can figure it out pretty quickly. Is it just because they have so much accumulated experience, practical experience with, with these systems? I don't know. It's kind of fascinating. I've been wondering out loud. I'm Mark the Encaffeinated One. Just wanted to get that off my chest. It's one o'clock in the morning. I'm way too late. I've <sighs> got so many things to do. Tomorrow I'm going to be uh, setting up to record a play. I'm going to be running my game, hopefully, on Sunday. Uh, next week, I'm recording that same play in front of a live studio audience. Oh, so much to do. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>